hello everybody yes this is this is life and uh, i'm your host sean johnson and uh, we're back again i don't know how many times i'm gonna keep saying that i guess i'm gonna keep owing everyone who's listening a perpetual apology because i just can't seem to put broadcast out as often as i had hoped and desired uh this is supposed to be a weekly podcast and uh, it's kind of turning out to be a more of a monthly podcast of that, and that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Not just, I mean, not just that. I mean, that isn't a, that is a topic, and you know, I'm so grateful for all of you who are listening. You know, who take the time out of your day to uh, hopefully be blessed by this show and by the guests that are on the show. You know, I pray that everything that we talk about is something that you can relate with, and and maybe even challenges you or to helps you to grow in the Lord and maybe with each other, you know, but I think that especially in these times, guys, we, we got to just, you know, really rely on each other, rely on good words and, and hope and victory and truth and power and love and peace and all the things that we get from our God. So that's what I want to do in the show. I want to allow this to be a platform for all of us to just kind of sit back, relax, enjoy God, enjoy his word, enjoy each other, enjoy just a familiar, loving voice on the other side of a speaker that hopefully can just share some light in a dark time. And I have not been doing my part uh, in that regard. And frankly, there was even times here recently I thought, man, it's time to just kind of give up the podcast, you know, it's time to move on. But I then, you know, really, the Lord just started working in my heart. Like when I was pastoring a church, um, I was responsible every single Sunday morning to come up with a message. Now, not every Sunday morning did I have a message. Uh, in fact, sometimes I felt like I had to phone one in. And, and some people say it was always surprising to me, the people who, you know, came. Uh, I didn't get a lot of, you know, compliments. Not that I was ever seeking compliments, but, you know, compliments, you know, everyone will agree. They're nice to hear and out again, especially when you are really working hard to put something out there for people to you know, to enjoy and to hopefully be inspired from. Well, it's always seemed to be so strange because the sermons that – I planned the least on, or I felt like were the least prepared for, or I didn't have much to say, or I didn't know how I was going to go about. I just had to go out there and just, quote, wing it. Those are generally the most of the time, the sermons that uh, people would come up and be like, hey, pastor, that was a really good word, or I really needed that today. And that always surprised me. <laughs> and on the opposite, the ones that I would spend all weekend and just be, surely this is going to be a, going to be a touchdown message. This is going to really blow the roof off the place. And I even, during the message, feel real confident about it. And I got crickets afterwards, you know, like, did anybody even, I thought that was a really good message. Did anybody have anything to say? Okay, I guess not. Like, again, I'm not looking for compliments, um, you know, but at the same time, it's it's always kind of good. I guess maybe they call it the flesh part of me, whatever. But I, you know, kind of wanted to make sure that I'm actually doing something and saying something that people want to hear more of. Um and I don't think that's that's unfair. I don't think that's unfair to ask, you know, especially for pastors. I mean, we're humans too, and all you podcast creators. I mean, that's why I always like to encourage everyone to go out there and just leave some sort of review. I don't even care if it's negative, just some sort of feedback on our podcast page. I mean, I'd prefer it to be positive. I'd prefer it to be something that you enjoy listening to. But at the same time, you know, I, I don't mind honesty. I don't mind critiquing, and I don't mind, you know, there being some sort of room for improvement, for, for crying out loud. If we're not improving and we're not getting better, then what's the whole point? You know, I mean, that we all ought to be all ought to be looking to be better people than we were yesterday and, and to be more, you know, um, just, just overall more successful in every single thing that we put our heart and our mind and our hands to. 
And that's what I've desired for this podcast. And I think that we've done that. I think in a lot of ways this this show has grown definitely from its first, uh, you know, several podcasts. And, you know, I love the fact that we can just talk about all sorts of different topics and we can spread them. We can one day talk about, uh, you know, space with Matt or another day we can talk about what's going on in the coronavirus and how churches should respond to it. Or another, we can just talk about people's heart-wrenching stories, like with Jessica and her family, uh, the, the story of Aria. If you haven't heard those, those are definitely worth going back and listening to. Um, hearing Aaron talk about the, the struggles of teens and suicide. Uh, I mean, these are these are all just topics in the show, and that's why there's such a wide variety of, of options that we have. And sometimes just I can just sit by and just tell you what's in my heart, and that, that's what we're going to do today. Just kind of tell you what's on my heart and, and just kind of hopefully reinvigorate the, the 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 desire and the drive to get a word out there to people who long to hear from this show and hopefully share it with others. And uh, I want to be a real person to y'all. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be fake. I'm not going to be somebody who puts a show out there just for the sake of making sure that I have digital a digital fingerprint on the iTunes page. But at the same time, I also know that um, if this show's been a blessing, in fact, I received some feedback here just this last week from somebody who happened, I don't even know how they found us, but he just said, hey, I really missed your show. You know, when are you going to be making another one? And somebody I've never even heard before. I'm, I look, I've, I've heard of other friends and people who used to go to the church who have said, hey, I really appreciate your podcast this week, or that was a really good message, or whatever. But this was the first time outside of my circle of friends. And so it's like, okay, so, all right, well, that that's what I needed to hear, you know, uh, People are listening. People are being blessed by it. So whatever. So we're we're gonna keep on trudging on and pushing on. Um, my friend Matt, you know, he encouraged me this week as well. You know, he just said, Sean, I just I really hate to see you lose your voice. I, I know I, I, and and I and I don't want that. I don't I don't want to lose my voice. I don't want to my little corner of the internet to go dark. Um, and I don't I don't even and even if there's only a couple people listening or a couple hundred or eventually a couple thousand or. However God wants to take this, those who are listening, you are the ones who I'm talking to and whom I appreciate. So just let me just kind of express that to my heart out there today. Um, a motivation for today's message is, is, is uh, I had a dream the other night, and I've never really been one to put a lot of, like, quote, stock in dreams. I mean, I believe that God can give you dreams. I believe that dreams, however, can be therapeutic. I think that there's a reason for them. They're not just some sort of cinema in your brain to keep you entertained while you're sleeping. I think that they are an outlet for your brain to release uh, maybe tension or to uh, give you um, a sense of, of hope, maybe, if you're struggling. Um, I think even night terrors and nightmares, you know, to give, remind you of reality, you know, to, is, maybe that's why I'm not, I'm not trying to like do some sort of dream podcast here, but I do believe that dreams have a purpose. And if you're like me, you know, the most dreams you have are just, you know, weird pizza dreams. Like my dad used to like, likes to call them, just you eat a bad pizza pizza. And all of a sudden you have these crazy dreams. And then there's some dreams where you wake up and they just feel abs astronomically real. Like there, that was a real experience I had. I know I was just dreaming. I know that I was in my bed and I was sleeping on a sofa or sleeping on the bed or sofa or wherever I was sleeping, taking a nap. But I know that I know that I know that that dream was just felt and was experiencing so real and it's powerful, you know, to dream that you can't let go. And I've had a, a handful of those 
in my life in this last week. I had one of those, and I want to kind of share it with you. Again, this is not because of there's some sort of uh, cosmic reason why I had the dream. And in fact, it may it is exclusively for me, but it's a motivation to hopefully for all of us to find out what we can do to enlighten and bring forth light uh, to our portions of the world. However, we do that, whether it be by recording a podcast, whether it be being a husband or wife or mother or father or a teacher or a, uh, you know, an office worker or a, you know, a bus driver or an over the road truck driver. I mean, whatever we do, you know, every one of us have a circle of, of influence and, we ought to be doing every single thing that we can to make sure that those circles that we are involved in, that we are the shining light, that we're the we're the peace and the love and the harmony and, and the kindness. I mean, that's that's the desire and should be the desire of every Christian, right? Is that we are to be expressing, living, and being proof of God's fruits of the Spirit. That's what we're designed to do when we become saved, when we become a disciple of Jesus Christ. We have then, therefore, become a new creature and are supposed to be examples, living, breathing, walking examples of the fruit of the Spirit, of His goodness and His kindness and His love and His mercy. Um, and a lot of times we fail to do that, especially Christians. Unfortunately, we get a pretty bad rap sometimes. And that's one of the reasons why this show is out there, to hopefully encourage all of us to to do better, you know, and in whatever ways we can. So, this dream that I had this week was a specific reminder for me that my circle of influence needs me. Now, I don't need it. I don't really even want it. Um, I, I feel that, you know, I, I'm not looking for a compliment. I'm not looking for somebody to say, attaboy, or for even the Lord to, you know, give me rewards when I get to heaven. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, I, you know, really, honestly, if I could, I just would want to make sure that my wife, my daughter, myself are taken care of, and I can just go through this life and enjoy it. But at the same time, you know, God has also given me a platform and, and this this podcast and and ministry and, and I, I guess a gift and a talent of talking <laughs> to some people that's not necessarily a gift or talent. Um, but, you know, I, I don't do a lot of things well. I'm not a handyman. Uh, I, I can watch YouTube and create things, you know, that I watch on YouTube and mimic them. Uh, but if you ask, give me pieces, a bunch of wood and nails and a, uh, you know, a hammer, um, and tell me build a table without any instruction, that's gonna that's gonna be a table you're not going to eat at. I'll tell you that much. It, it'll be a pretty pretty safe bet. It'll be not a very sturdy table. Um, but if you want to ask somebody to talk about the mercies of God, I can do that. If you want to just have an ear to talk about whatever's going on in your life, I can do that. If you just want to a friend who's going to be there through thick and thin, and we'll make sure that uh, that the he will do everything possible to keep your friendship alive and well and loving. That that I can do, and hopefully, if you want a podcast creator who will just speak the love and the truth of God, that's what I want to do as well. So back to my dream. I know I keep teasing that. I had a dream that I was again. I was I was preaching to a very very large crowd, uh, and I don't think that that's significant at all. I've never really been desired to preach in a real big building. Um, I don't ever see myself preaching in a really big building. Um, but regardless, that's what the dream was. I was preaching a big building, like a, some sort of um, 
and I wouldn't say stadium, but like a like an arena type place. And I remember going down and praying for people. And as I'm standing there praying for people, uh, I see somebody who's pushing a wheelchair, and it happened to be my late mother-in-law, Becky, who uh, who just recently passed away. You may have heard me talk about her a couple of podcasts ago in January. We lost her. Um, it was very, very tough for the family. It's still tough. This past weekend was Mother's Day, and it was by far one of the toughest Mother's Days we've all had, just because she was not here. And those those first holidays, especially days like that, where it's specifically for Mother's Day, uh, and your mom's not here, even though she's my mother-in-law, she was still my mom. I still called her mom. The day I married my wife, that became my mother. And um, I... Loved her like a mother, and I believe she loved me like a son. Anyway, and this dream happened to actually happen overnight Saturday into Sunday. So this happened, this happened Mother's Day morning. So anyway, so I was, so I reached, I so I saw that she had been wheeled up in her wheelchair, and I remember kneeling down to I could be eye level with her, and she took my hands, she took my hands in her hands, and looked me straight in the eye, and she says, Sean. I'll never forget this as long as I live. She says, Sean, people need to hear what you have to say. Do not give up. And I remember just weeping in the dream. I remember even waking up when I woke up from the dream. Just there were little, little my the psalm talks about my my I littered my couch with tears, and 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 that's exactly what happened. Was I had my so my my pillow was soaking wet just because I literally was crying in my sleep. Um, just because of just the, she visited me. I'm not saying that she used specifically her, her spirit. I mean, maybe, you know, some people talk about that, but my, moreover that in my dream, my mother-in-law was there just in, to encourage me in a time where I needed encouragement the most in a setting that I was familiar with. And I was praying for people and preaching to people. And for me just to look her in the eyes for the first time in six months, even though it was a dream, was one of the most powerful moments that I'll of my life. And I'll never forget that. And the fact that she encourages me and she says, Sean, don't give up. People need to hear what you have to say. And I have taken that now to just be God's way of reminding me that I'm not speaking his word. I mean, I'm, I'm not speaking my words. I'm speaking his words. And the things that I have to say is not from Sean. The things that I have to say, I believe, are from the Lord. And that he wants to use me to speak his word. And he had to remind me through somebody whom I cared, the, one of the most, one of the people in my life whom I've cared and I miss the most in this world, to look at me right smack dab in the face and say with her hands on my hand and her face looking right at me and her eyes just piercing through me, saying, Sean, don't give up. And I remember waking up just, just and I, I remember telling my wife the next morning and, and she started crying and tearing up and it was just a very special moment. And again, you could just chalk this up as a dream. That's fine. That's cool. It's whatever. But for me, it was a way of God again, again, God telling me to basically get back on the horse. Now that doesn't necessarily just mean this show. That just means in my all aspects of life to stop, to, 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 to stop, um, to not not stop preaching the gospel, and to people need to hear what the Lord has to say, and whatever things He wants me to say, I'm going to be there to say it. And so here's what our encouragement to you is: is I believe that not only was Becky in my dream talking to me, but she was also talking to all of you. 
don't stop. People need to hear what you have to say. The love of God that is in your heart, the peace of God that is in your heart, the testimony that only you have, the story of salvation and sanctification and the story of of God pulling you out of sin or out of harm's way. People need to hear about those things. Don't just hold on to it. You know, don't hold on to the stories and the goodness of God in your heart for your own sake or for your own family. But man, you know, whoever is listening, guys, you have a story to tell. People need to hear it. People need to hear about even the tough times in your lives, but you had how God protected you and took care of you even through those times. This is why I open up this 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 show to guests who have something to say, who have a story, who God has blessed them or brought them out of harm's way or brought them through harm's way, not necessarily out of it. A lot of times, guys, we got to go through life. We got to go through some crap sometimes to to see a sunrise, and you know this it's no different in this world and in this life. And, you know, I, I'm not the first one to, uh, and I definitely won't be the last one, but I'm not the first one to give up, you know, when, when God's pushing me to do something greater beyond myself. Uh, this has been going on for thousands of years. I mean, if you remember Moses even, right? Uh, I mean, God had to show up to him in a burning bush. I mean, I'm glad that, that I'm glad that God chose to tell me in a dream with someone I love looking straight at me rather than, you know, I walk outside and my tree whoo, catches on fire. I, I, I'd much rather, God, thank you for giving me a dream rather than doing that. But that just tells you the significance to uh, of what God had for Moses to do, that he literally had to show up in a bush and a fire in a large bush to get his attention and to really speak forcefully to him and to say, hey, listen, you're no more excuses. You're going to do what I'm asking you to do. And that's kind of what I'm talking about today is just about the excuses that we give God that when we are asked to go do something and we him and we haw and we, you know, try to come up with reasons or in this case, excuses of why we aren't capable of doing those things. We got to remember, this is not about us. This is about God. This is about being the light of the world, the city on a hill, right? To being this the preservative of the, of the earth. And we're no longer living for ourselves. We're living for God. And so, therefore, the things that we have to say are things from the Lord that who else is he going to use but us, right? I mean, who else is he going to What else is he going to use? He's not going, I mean, I guess he could use a donkey like he did with Balaam, but honestly, that's not real productive. Um, it may be entertaining for a while, it may make the news, but it's not going to make a long-lasting impression. What God's going to use for a long-lasting impression is a bunch of people whom who He has chosen, God's children, and coming together in one group, in one accord, in one body, finally coming together and realizing we're all here for a purpose, different purposes, but for one main goal, and how we're going to work together to see that goal achieved. So I want to just talk about quick t- today about the five excuses for not answering God's call. These are the five, these are five excuses by the example of Moses that we all can relate with at some point in time in our life when we have been challenged by God or who have been asked by God to go in to do something more than ourselves, something that is selfless, something that is not always comforting and sometimes very difficult to do, especially coming out of our comfort zone. But yet we know it's vital, we know it's important, and we know that beyond a shadow of a doubt that we it is only us that can do them. Specifically, even, it's those things that God asks you to do 
and asks you who you know to be for somebody else. And that's the whole purpose is that when God gives us objectives and goals and 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 challenges and it calls when he does all these things it's always for the benefit of somebody else somebody else somebody who god wants to bless who god wants to set free who god wants to have a relationship with and we are the ones who jesus gave the great commission to going there to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature so uh, this is a part of the bargain. This is a part of, of the exchange for salvation is a free gift. And now our part is to share that free gift with as many people as possible in whatever ways we can do so. And this is the, one of the ways that I want to do it is by this show and this podcast. And so I'm really going to make an effort to not any have any more excuses. Um, you know, the Lord has been always been faithful for the last 20 years that I've been ministering um, to always have something for me to be able to say whenever a microphone is in front of me or an opportunity to share with, you know, when I, on a one-on-one basis with people, um, which is so strange because it's one of the biggest things I'm always worried about was, will I have anything to say? And God's like, listen, John, I gave you the gift of gab. You always have something to say, and I'm going to be there with you regardless to give you the, 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 the drive, the, not the drive, but like the, you know, I guess the words to say, but also just the inspiration. And you know, because I've studied scriptures, I can take those scriptures and use them for the benefit of other people and to bless God. So five excuses for not answering God's call. Uh, you know, let's, let's kind of back up a little bit. We're going to go to Exodus chapter three. Um, now I'm going to go ahead and read it there. Exodus chapter three. I think I'm going to start with verse Oh, sorry, verse 7, the, 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 the bush had just erupted and got Moses' attention. And, ver, and here's what he says in verse 7 to Moses from the burning bush. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their, of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, talking to Moses, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. And then the next sentence starts with, but, but Moses said, okay. And how many times that happened where we are given a, a mission from God, like Blues Brothers, right? A mission from God. Well, we're given, you know, something that we know the Lord is putting on our hearts to do, maybe to talk to somebody, to be around somebody, maybe be witness to somebody, maybe to volunteer at an organization or maybe to, um, just do something selfless, right? Something that is not about ourselves, but is about blessing somebody else. And it's really easy to, to your, your natural inclination in the flesh is to just resist it, to just to be like, no, no, hey, I don't know, wasn't talking to me, you know, look behind you, like, who are you talking to? But no, of course, the Lord is talking to you. He's talking to me and he's saying, you're the one I, this is what I need done. And you're the person I've chosen to go and to do it. And you know, this was what we do with our children, right? I mean, we we, we ask our children to do certain things, uh, you know, and generally it's for their benefit or for the benefit of others. And we get upset when they don't do these things or they talk back to us or they get upset, right? I and mean, this happens to us parents and children. 
why would we think it's any different from God to his children that when we make excuses uh, that is contrary to uh, the, the objective that he is trying to do in this world? And so, you know, God had a plan. God had a plan that to deliver his people, and that plan was Moses. So we have to ask. So we have to ask ourselves and ask. You know, um, we'll ask the word here. How did Moses respond, and what can I learn from Moses' response? Well, his number one excuse was, and the number one excuse we use this is the verse of five is, "I'm not adequate for the task." Uh, you 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 picked the wrong person. It's not me. I am not qualified. I'm not the one whom you're looking for. You know, I'm not the droid you're looking for, right? Um, but Moses, you know, asked in verse in, in verse eleven. Uh, I'll read it to you. He goes. Uh, but Moses says unto God, uh, "Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt?" Like he's like, listen, I don't. You must be. You got the wrong guy. I'm not the guy who's supposed to do this. I'm not the woman who's supposed to do this. God. There is a you, you. There is a six, seven billion people on this planet, and there are many other people that can do what you're asking me to do. Go talk to them because I'm just not qualified. And remember, what did he say? God, I mean, God, God nipped that in the bud right away. He says in verse twelve, he says, and God said, "I will be with you." Okay, he immediately told Pharaoh or told Moses, "Listen, you may not be adequate." But I'm going to be right there with you. I'm going to be in your corner. I'm going to be the one there speaking through you. You don't got to worry about anything other than moving your feet and moving your mouth and talking and walking and doing the word of God. And I will be there with you. And he goes, and this will be the sign unto you that I, it is I who have sent you. When you've brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. He says, listen, you're going to come back to this mountain and you're going to worship me. You're going to worship God because I will promise you. That when you go, you're going to bring back, you're going to bring back the people, and you're going to see that I was with you the entire time. And how many times that how how as with us guys that we can first put up a fight with God and be like, God, I'm not adequate. I'm not the one you're looking for. No way, no how. Ain't gonna be me. But then when God says, Listen, I'm gonna be there with you, and because I'm there with you, it's gonna happen. And I will prove it to you by when we are successful together. I will then allow you to see it with your own two eyes. And that's what that's what happened here. And so, you know, Moses, he understood the presence of God. He understood the power of God, especially seeing the fire right in front of him. So, you know, listen, what what else did he have to say? What else what other excuses could he do? Well, there was always there's more to it. Uh the another excuse, number two excuse is I don't know enough. Okay. I mean I'm not only am I am I inadequate and not qualified, but I'm I'm not a smart person. I'm not, um, you know, I don't even know what I'm doing. I remember that when I first started this podcast and the show, I was like, I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to, how to even, what, what's the right microphone do I get? What do I have a software? I mean, do I, I, I mean, good news is, like I said, my dad's been doing a radio ministry for almost 30 years. And so at least I had somebody to talk to that had, had some um, experience in it. But at the end of the day, it's still my job and my, you know, uh, responsibility to do it. And I just had to make that not be an excuse anymore, that I was going to figure it out. And that's what Moses did. He says, in verse 13, I'll read it here. He says, uh, Moses says to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and they say, and then I say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? 
Then what should I tell them? I don't even know your name, God. So what, are that, what am I supposed to do? In other words, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay. Again, the excuse of, I don't know what I'm doing. And what did, it, what did he tell them? He says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. That is what you, this is what you're to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. At the end, in other words, the end all be all. There is no other answer. He is all that we need to know that what he says is true and his promises are true and that we are qualified because he is only because he's the one who's, who's putting us in, in, in the driver's seat. You know, he's right there beside us. He's right there making sure that we're on the right path. But we're the ones who are supposed to be moving forward and going forward with what he's told us to do. Um you know, in other words, we, we can say all the all the time, we can say that we're not smart enough or we're not capable or that we don't have the resources, whatever. We can come up with any of those excuses, but God will always say, but I am, but I am, but I am. That's it. Every single, God, I'm not smart enough. I am. God, I don't have the right capabilities. I, I am. I God, I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm not rich enough. I don't, I don't have the, the resources. I am. See what I'm saying? Every single thing that we can throw at God and say, "No, I'm not doing this," He can says, "I am. I am the I, I am that I am, and that is who's going to be there beside you, walking in this path. So it's no longer about you; it's about Him. So therefore, we're running out of excuses, but we keep on moving on. And you know, and Moses even 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 those two answers, Moses kept on arguing with God. He says, you know, and the third excuse is people won't take me seriously. Okay, verse 4, 1, it says, what if they won't believe me and will not obey me, but say, the Lord did not appear to you. And, you know, here's the thing is that God had already promised to them that, that they would listen. If you look at verse 18 of chapter 3, he says, listen, they will have, they will hear what you have to say. You don't have to worry about that. I am preparing their hearts to hear what you have to say. And that's how I've had to, every single time I went to go and pray and, and, and pray uh, before I did a sermon, is I would always ask God to pray for the hearts to be prepared for what it is that the Lord is to say that day. And even my heart to be prepared. Because a lot of times as I'm preaching and talking and reading the Word of God, it was always interesting how I would gain understanding and gain wisdom and gain clarity on things that I had already been studying on and praying about throughout the week. And I think that's because I always prayed and asked God for open hearts. And I'd always pray that the, the people that would be hearing the message, and I even on this show, whoever's hearing this show, that their hearts would be open. And it really was awesome, an incredible blessing. And it showed me that regardless of people take me seriously, they'll take God seriously. And so that can no longer be an excuse. I can't go up and be like, well, people are going to think I'm just some podunk guy who, you know, doesn't have doesn't have the qualifications, doesn't know what he's doing, has no business, you know, doing this or that. God's like, listen, I will I'm right there beside you and I'm the one who is leading you and guiding you. So what else is there to say? So the three excuses so far that we have been guilty of, that Moses was guilty of, I'm not adequate for the task. In other words, I'm not qualified. I don't know enough. That's another excuse we give God, or that people won't take me seriously. The fourth excuse is, and I'm it says is I'm no good with words. Uh, if you look at verse ten of chapter four, let me go there real quick. Moses is giving, still giving excuses even in the next chapter. 
And Moses says unto the Lord, O Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. I don't think that God, this is my personal opinion, I don't think that God was really interested in having a fast talker or having somebody who was uh, real witty. I think that he was, he picked Moses because he knew Moses would be deliberate in his speech. He picked Moses because he would be careful with what he said and how he said it because he was self-conscious about the way he talked. He was, uh, you know, he even says that. He goes, I'm not eloquent of, of speech. And the Lord says in verse 11, who gave man his mouth? I love that answer. Like who gave God, who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? I mean, right there, again, God, keep giving God excuses. He'll keep giving you answers. And, you know, we can say that all the time. Well, I'm no good at this. Or I'm no good at that. And God's like, listen, I'm the one who is the creator. I'm the one who's, who is the, uh, the, the instigator. I'm the one who is going to follow through with the promises that I have myself and given. And you're the vessel whom I'm choosing to use, and I will be there to make sure that you are uh, adequately uh, supplied with what you need to get the job done. I'm no good with words. You know, that's what he says. Uh, he made excuses, and the Lord always responded to Moses' excuse. Verse, uh, I'm sorry, um, number five, the last excuse that we'll talk about today is I'm not willing. And that's not even so much of an excuse as it is just a cop-out. Just being like, you know what? Fine. If you're not going to hear me, you know, hear my other reasons. If you don't, if you're not going to hear, don't. If you don't going to hear that I don't think I'm qualified, or that people are going to take me seriously, or that I don't know enough, or that I, I can't speak properly, I'm good with words. I, you know what? At the end of the day, the truth is, I'm just not willing. I mean, even Moses said that in, in verse 13 of chapter four. He says, "Listen, okay." He's like, "God." He's like, "Moses finally is starting to give up." He says, um, "But Moses said, oh Lord.'" Please send someone else to do it. He kind of he got like he was just tired of God giving him answers and giving him, you know, wisdom and reasons to, you know, to, that would just keep on firing back at his excuses. And he's like, fine, God, I just don't want to do it. Please send somebody else. And the thing is, guys, is there is no one else. When God lays this on your heart, there is a purpose and a reason and a, 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 um, a, a, it's a mission that he's giving you and giving me, you know, God put in my heart to do this is life because he was given to me. I, even if I don't want it, which I'm glad I do like it. I'm glad I do enjoy, you know, talking to you. Um, I, at the same time, there's been times God, I'm just not willing. I don't want to make a podcast today. I don't want to make a show. I don't want to, you know, do it. Who's going to listen to it anyway. And God had to like, listen, Sean, you're the one whom I've given this objective and this mission to, and it's time to take the bull by the horns and go and do it. Um, there's not any, this is not even an excuse as much as it is it really reveals the true issue, that for every excuse God made, God offered his promise and provision, and finally Moses ran out of excuses and revealed that his, own, his heart of the problem was the problem of a heart, that he just didn't want to do it. And generally, isn't that the case of the real issue behind all of our excuses? You know, we, we, we try to be creative and sugarcoat the truth of the matter is, you know, whether it be where we're talking to our boss or to our parents as children, um, you know, or to any kind of authority figure or to even our spouse. 
Uh, they ask us to do these things and we come up with all these excuses when the real matter is we just don't want to do it. And we, but if we admit that, then all of a sudden we become accountable because then it becomes real selfish sounding and nobody likes to sound selfish. Nobody likes to think that, that they are, uh, you know, in the wrong for not wanting to do, you know, things that are asked of them, especially things that are worthwhile. Um, you know, and, and, and here's the thing is, is that God has asked every single one of us to do something and we can just sit there all day long, come up with all these excuses and even just get down to the nitty gritty and just say, God, I don't want to do it. Please send somebody else. But you know what? He doesn't want anybody else. He wants you. He wants you. And in a way, that's humbling. You know, I mean, the way it's humbling to think that God wants me to do his work. He yeah he could do it he could ask billions of other people to do it, but yet he's asking me, and how humbling is that? And he even if I don't find myself or deem myself qualified, God sees me as qualified. God sees me as capable. God sees me as available. When all of those things are just, you know, I, I that I think are so important and so prevalent and are so real. They're just a mirage trying to cover up the fact that I'm insufficient in my own brain and my own thinking because I'm not confident in myself at all. And God is here to challenge us and to let us know that regardless of how we feel about ourselves, he sees us as powerful and as precious and as worthy to do his word and to do his work. So friends today, what is it that God's asked you to do? What is it that you have been holding back on and you are tired of giving the excuses to God and that you're going to make a change? You're going to turn on the proverbial microphone like I did this morning and you're going to do the work of the ministry because you're tired of giving excuses. And you know that God is there right beside you. He's leading you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to turn his back on you. In fact, he's going to be there right beside you to help you, to guide you, to give you an open door, to give you a proper path, to help you through the darkest times, to rejoice with you in the good times. And when you accomplish your goals in this world and we go on to heaven after this earth is done, we can hear those wonderful words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And it's all because we understood that God believed in us before we believed in ourselves and that we were obedient to his word and were tired of giving excuses. So go forth today, challenge yourself to, to make a difference, find a way to be a light in your circle. And I promise you, when we do these things, God not only will be blessed, he'll be, not only will we be blessed, not only will God be glorified, he'll glorify us. And that we will see this world come to peace and love and harmony and love as we desire it to be. And it'll be all because you and I took a step of faith and stepped out of ourselves and gave our lives back to God and let God take control of our destiny and our future. Until next time, God bless you guys. Aloha and mahalo.